You're tuned in to Shake, Rattle, and Goal, the official podcast of your Springfield Thunderbirds. Osmanski, a one-timer deflected side of the goal, Alexandrov scores! Hosted by Matt Baker and Steve Forney, a show that's everything Springfield hockey with interviews including players, coaches, and staff. The Springfield Indians repeat as the Calder Cup champions. Listen to this podcast on all major streaming platforms and wherever you download podcasts. In his first year at the helm, Kevin McDonald and Drew Bannister have the team in the Polar Cup Finals. Watch the podcast on the official Shake, Rattle, and Goal YouTube page at SRG Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Baker and Steve Forney. And this episode number 15 of the Shake, Rattle, and Gold podcast is brought to you by our friends at White Lion Brewing, their new location in Amherst, and of course in Tower Square in downtown Springfield, your go-to pregame spot for Thunderbirds games. Alongside Matt Baker, I am Steve Forney. Matt, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. Steve, how are you? You uh, caught a little sickness over the past week. I know we missed you at the Thunderdome Wednesday night. You doing better? Uh, I'm getting there. I, I, this is the third time I've had COVID and this one, this one hurt a lot. This was, mm. I mean, I, you know, in 2023, it's like you question whether or not you even test yourself. And I woke up Wednesday morning after a terrible night's sleep Tuesday. And I was like, it's, you know, I was in the shower for 20 minutes and I'm like, you know what? I should test before I go to school. And it did not take long for that positive result. And yeah, um, yeah, this one, this one hurt, man. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I just, I couldn't get off the couch. I couldn't do anything. I was sleeping for 10 hours at a time. <laughs> like, wow. I sleep for five and a half hours a night. This is yeah. just, uh, it was a, it was a mess, but I, it was the right thing to do. And, you know, especially at the games, I work with a lot of guys down there that are older and, you know, they got their own health issues and I, I can't be bringing the stuff around two hockey teams. Yeah. You know, never, never mind, you know, people from that age group. So I appreciate Pat Kelly filling in for me. Um, and uh, appreciate all the feedback from the fans. A lot of people reached out and checked up on me, and I appreciate that. And, um, you know, just based on the game Wednesday, it was a weird day from having that in the morning yes, to have sir. the fire alarms go off. The whole thing was was wild, but we'll we'll get into it. Matt, um, I, I want to say, first of all, I'm, I'm glad nobody can see because I was worried. It's like it's like an Amazon warehouse right now in my office. <laughs> <laughs> so Christmas coming up. It's yep. the best time of the year. Um but boy, oh boy, we got packages all over the place. I'm like Santa in here. It's fantastic. Um, everybody over there, good though. Everybody's healthy and, and happy. Yeah, we're good. We, I mean, you know, I we had a little bit of strep in our household uh, last week. This is the time for it, though. You know, it's amazing. Every, you know, so everybody, we got like another. By the time we release this episode, you know, half a week until Christmas. So everyone stay healthy and. Um, cause this is the time sickness is everywhere and we're both in schools. So, yeah, oh, you know, yeah. there's no escaping it from us with our kids between us, our wives, our kids, there's no escaping it, but, uh, well, this, we're, this we're healthy what, for now. This is what five days of shaving looks like for those of you <laughs> on, uh, I can't grow a beard for my life. This is the best uh, I got after a week of not shaving, but, um, I yeah, wish that was the case for me. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's been weird. And you know, it's funny. My wife goes, well, what happens if, if we all get it? at Christmas. And I said, well, the worst case scenario is the four of us, me, her, and my two kids enjoy the day ourselves <laughs> without 
the hustle no bustle and the in-laws and the outlaws and the cousins and like we just yeah. sit and order a pizza and like enjoy each other's company that's the worst thing that happens but i think we'll be all good uh, by the weekend and i good I, fully plan on being there on friday and on saturday those are a couple of really big games and um i got my my christmas ugly suit all planned out so i'll be wearing <laughs> that thing so keep an eye out for that but there you go uh no i appreciate everybody for reaching out and um and, and checking up on me so um i guess yeah we'll we can well first of all you know this is one of the things you know i'm, I'm a radio guy i was never a podcast guy and i always love the immediacy of radio because you sure. have your show live and, you know, we usually record on Monday nights. We release on Wednesday. We right, we got in a nice little groove of doing that. The problem is, is when Wednesday turns into a big time news day and you yeah. didn't talk about it Monday. Now you're almost a little out of the loop. And and um, and so Wednesday, obviously, you know, Craig Berube gets fired. Drew Bannister gets called up. Uh, Mackenzie McEachern gets called up. Jacob Verana gets sent down. It was just, it was like absolute chaos. And, and mm -hmm. uh, so I guess now's our, our time to recap that a little bit, Matt. Yeah. I mean, I was actually thinking about that an hour after our podcast sort of drops. I'm thinking, well, this episode didn't age well, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it didn't take very long. So yeah, there, I mean, there was a lot. And I actually, I was watching that blues game Tuesday night. Um, I believe it, I, I believe it was against the Red Wings. Um, yeah. But it was actually televised. So I was able to watch it. And, you know, Hugh McGing had a, a few nice shifts. Um, but, you know, the Blues, they just looked sort of uninspired a bit. Um, I, I was thinking in my head and I kind of follow some of their fan pages, you know, oh, what's going to happen with Barubi and the GM over there? And, uh, and then you wake up Wednesday morning. And I mean, at first it was just Barubi fired Bannister named interim head coach. Um, I'm thinking, great. You know, that's great for Bannister. I think that's great for the Thunderbirds roster. Um, he knows all of these guys in and out. Um, he knows all the guys, or I shouldn't say all of the guys. He knows a good portion of the players on the Blues roster. I actually, I'll have it right here. I'll read it right now. Yeah, I was going to say, I have it if you don't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So here, here are the players um, that are on the Blues roster that Bannister uh, has already coached it in some capacity. You've got Nikita Alexandrov, Sammy Blaze, Jordan Bennington, <clears throat> Jordan Kyrou, Joel Hofer, Mackenzie McEachern, Hugh McGing, Jake Neighbors, Scott Perunovich, Alexei Torpchenko, and Tyler Tucker. And, you know, and, and he knows all the guys on the Thunderbirds roster now. So I think it's, it's a good move for everybody. I feel like now the Blues players and, and sending Vrana down, um, you know, look, he wants to win and, and the blues are, I believe in eighth place right now sitting or the second wild card spot in the NHL playoffs. So if you're on this roster now, you've, you're playing for your spot and Bannister knows the style of play he wants to bring to this team. And he knows who on in Springfield can get the job done for him. And so if you're not doing it in St. Louis, and I think that lights couldn't light a fire in Springfield as well. Knowing, you know, Hey coach, trust me. If he needs something, you know, I'm just trying to put myself in, in the skates of some of these guys. And, you know, maybe that adds a little bit of fire. So I think it's good for everybody, but I remember Wednesday morning, you know, on edge thinking who's going to coach the T-Birds tonight. 
you right. know, what's going to happen here. And, and I knew it would fall into place. Um, but then I see Dan Kachuk named interim coach and uh, hoping for a, a good Wednesday game. And, and it was wild. It was wild. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're, I think the other thing too, that maybe goes a little unnoticed is like uh, understanding roles and where guys slot in, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. And when you get called up, you know, the, the head coach of the NHL team, whatever the AHL affiliate is, doesn't necessarily know. They look at the, the numbers and they say, Oh, this guy's got a bunch of goals or this guy can kill penalties or this guy, but they they're not watching the games, you know, whereas when that list you rattled off is half the team. And yeah. and when you know that, you know, that, that Tyler Tucker is good at, at killing penalties and playing physical, and you know that Jake neighbors is great on the, on a certain spot in the power play. And you know, sort of where everybody can slot in, you're able to to play them towards their strengths. And I think we've seen that in the blues. I think they're two and oh since. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and I think a big part of that is, is not only the respect they have for Bannister, you know, none of those guys you mentioned, are necessarily the leaders of the blues. So getting buy-in from Braden Shen and Tory Krug, that's the easy part. The hard part's getting everybody else and he already knows everybody else. So, yeah. you know, I, I think he's set up for success. It wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me at all if that interim tag was lifted at some point come January, February, because yeah. the respect is so there um, that I, I think, uh, I, I think that it's going to work out really well for him and for the team. Is it going to be some long-term thing? I don't know, but you know, how many, how many coaches have you seen get called up? You know, Chris Knobloch in Hartford just got called up to, 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 to coach Edmonton Edmonton and that yeah. won like eight straight or something like that. You know? Yeah. I was actually going to mention that. Like, I, I think that's kudos to St. Louis, you know, not <clears throat> nothing against Chris Knobloch. He did a great job in Hartford, but you know, Edmonton has their own affiliate. And they chose to go outside of their organization. And so, you know, I think, you know, and and I think the Bitten brothers alluded to this a little bit too when we spoke with them. St. Louis is not afraid to to keep it in-house sort of thing. Yeah. Um, they trust what they have in Springfield. And I think that that adds a little bit extra sort of push here in Springfield of – this is my path into the NHL and this is an NHL organization that will trust what we're doing here. Um, and so kudos to the to St. Louis blues again, nothing against Chris Knobloch um, or in the Edmonton organization, but they went, you know, they went out of house for, for their head coach and, and Hey, you could hire who you want, but, um, yeah. I, but, I even some, but you know, sometimes, sometimes that helps. I mean, Chris Knobloch walked in and he's and not to get too nerdy about the Edmonton Oilers, but he walked in and he said, how come Connor McDavid and, um, uh, dry and, uh, Leon dry yeah. the guy with the hyphenated name there. Who's, who's escaping me. He's like, why aren't they playing together? Why don't we throw <laughs> them on a line and see what happens? And what do you know? They're, they're like, you know, the top scoring line in the last month of the season. So it's like, sometimes it's good to have that outside perspective, but mm -hmm. that outside perspective doesn't necessarily mean you got to go to another organization. Sometimes it's just a guy in another time zone who's in your affiliate to look at it yeah. and say, you know, let's do this instead of that. And um, yeah, no, I, I think it's, a, it's going to work out really well for them. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. And, and for the, the Thunderbirds as well, like I said, now we've got, Dan Kachuk, and it, it was a bit of a seamless. I mean, he's been the associate head coach now for four years, I believe, three or four. Um, 
but you know, it seems pretty seamless and he's off to a two and one start as, as interim head coach for the Thunderbirds. Now it doesn't, it, 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 I'll tell you though. Oh, by the way, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. That was the guy I was, I I had to look it up from Edmonton, Ryan Nugent Hopkins playing with uh, McDavid. It, it, um, it doesn't necessarily, though, seem that way on a surface. On the surface, at least it didn't for me. And I have to be honest, I was a little nervous because you do lose your head coach. Mm-hmm. You lose Mackenzie McKeckern, who's a big leader in that locker room. And you get sent down what on paper, right? On paper is a pretty relatively disgruntled NHL star in Jakob Vrana. And losing that kind of leadership and then getting something that might not be the best for your locker room again on paper right on the surface mm-hmm. um that can be a lot for a young team this is a young young team and to have that kind of change happen is is a lot to handle and the fact that they whatever one two out of three sense i think says a lot about the character of the players on this team and the way they did it which we'll get into but the fact that they were able to overcome and win two out of three to me is, it means a lot. It says a lot about the players in that locker room. I 100% agree with you on that. Um, <clears throat> kind of took the words right out of my mouth there. Sorry. Cause that's exactly, no, I mean, that's great minds think alike, you know? Uh, and that's exactly was, was my thought process of, you know, and we'll get into the game on Wednesday. Um, we know nobody in that locker room will make an excuse, but, had that game on Wednesday ended up a loss, you'd have to sit back and kind of understand why, you you know, all right, I get it. There's a lot happened. You woke up Wednesday morning without a coach and you play Wednesday night. Like you lose that game. You can understand it. I, again, nobody would make an excuse, but they didn't. That's what I mean. And, And then how the game actually, you know, developed how the game went. Um, with a fire alarm going off and those two quick <laughs> goals and, and just crazy. Again, you would have, we would be on this podcast tonight saying, ah, you know, tough loss, America, you know, tough loss to the Americans equal team. You get why hopefully when they see him next time, there's a little bit more continuity consistency leading up to the game. And then let's see what happens, but we, yeah. we're not, we're, we're talking about a win and the good teams have that character. And, I will say this a week before Christmas, you know, December, what are we 19th? This team has character and I have faith that when it gets tough, they're going to get going. You know what I mean? Like I, when, when this gets into playoff hockey, I I believe barring injuries and, and something catastrophic happening, I believe this team will be there somewhere in the playoffs and I have faith that, you know, they're going to grind it out. You might not win a playoff series. I, I can't, you know, but this team, they have character. They have grit. They, 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 you know, they are Springfield and, um, you know, they, they will fight. I have confidence in that. I wonder too. And I guess one last thing on Verona for me, uh, and I just sort of thought of this, but I wonder how important it is and how, helpful it is having not only Callie Rosen, but Nathan Walker mm-hmm. on this roster, because those are two guys that played 82 games last year in St. Louis and yeah. you get sent down. And I, I remember being worried about a guy like Callie Rosen. Is he engaged after being sent back down Is Nathan Walker engaged? And they both are. Yeah. And 
maybe Jakob Verana is thinking, you know, I can't believe it. Here I go down to what city is this? What state mm-hmm. am I in? And you're walking into a locker room that has those two guys that can look at it and say, no, we're good. Yeah. Come down here, put your nose to the grindstone, figure it out, score a boatload of goals and see where we're at. But no, you're the, the tough, the grit, the moxie of this roster to me is one that like, I just, I don't see this team finishing second to last in the division. I just, I don't see it happening because strictly on the will, the grit, yeah. the moxie, like they, they just, they've shown the last three games that they have it. And I'll tell you what, I want to get ahead of ourselves. If that is going to be a seven game series against Hershey, buckle up. Cause that was the most fun one, nothing oh. game I've watched in a long time. So. Such good hockey. We'll get into it. Such yep. good hockey, though. It was, uh, yes, 100% agree. Yeah. Give me a whole. All right. Well, let's get into Wednesday, shall we? Sure. Sure. Um, all right. Yeah. So, I mean, you you were sick as a dog. So, <laughs> um, I watched the game, but I don't know how there I was. Yeah. I, was I mean, delirious. Look, we, we talked about it in last week's episode. This was um, Malcolm Subban's for, former team. You know, they had a great run, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Um, and they're a good team. We like we talked about off the top of the episode, right? A lot changed. A lot was going on behind the scenes Wednesday morning, and you know, uh, Coach Kachuk steadies the ship, so to speak, and and they're ready to play. And then they let up two quick goals, like within a matter of minutes. Um, you're down two nothing. You continue to, in my opinion outplay the Americans after that. I think shot wise, it was something like 18 to six in the first period. Um, so you're, you're kind of outplaying, you're out hustling. I think you're winning sort of those Luke loose puck neutral zone battles uh, in that first period. And then you have Gaudette um, with a late goal in the first. And that kind of, in my opinion, calmed things down. I think, it was important that it was Adam Gaudet, their goal scoring leader, their sort of main offensive player up until this point in the year. Um, and then you immediately after that goal, you're heading into the locker room saying, all right, let's take a deep breath. We're down one. Gaudet is right in the ship here. Other than those two quick goals. And I don't even know if I would blame both of them fully on Subban, but you have Subban playing great. Um, and you're kind of, you're thinking, okay, we can do this. Um, you end up going into overtime. It, it was, that was actually a fun overtime. I know I'm skipping a lot there, but uh, it was a fun overtime with yep. actual, like with shooting. It wasn't just, and we've, we've kind of talked about this where you're just pulling the puck out of, into the neutral zone. You're getting a line change. You're holding the, uh, the opponents out there. Um, it was a fun back and forth overtime with shots and saves. And then the Thunderbirds go into their first shootout of the year with uh, Ryan Suzuki scoring the only shootout goal. Um, I thought, again, great team win. You can't actually, and you you mentioned this too, I don't think you can understate, uh, you know, the coach taking a puck to the face in the first and sticking a tissue box, I think. Up his nose oh, to, man. to stop he, the blood. Just blood stains on the side of his cheeks for <laughs> yeah. three three plus periods. Talk about a bad imagine this is our new coach, and there he is 
bleeding out of his nose, standing behind the bench, like, let's go, boys. But, but again, right, like, no. setting the tone, like, this is it. So we, we'll, we'll talk about setting the tone a little bit, uh, you know, from a physicality standpoint over the weekend. But, I mean, your head coach is, is setting the tone for all that, too, and he gets a puck to the face. Again, the fire alarm, everything, no one in this locker room is going to make an excuse, but everything is pointing to all right, I understand. It's just not our night. Our our head coach for 20 hours is now in the locker room being helped. Who's leading us? Who's telling right. us what to do, right? Who's who's talking to me when I'm on the bench? My my new head coach, nope, he he was there. And and you know, I, I I've never sat on an AHL bench before in the middle of a game. So I don't know how much is being conversed head coach to player. But or captain, um, you know, or captain or assistance, you know, right. You know, but I just knowing that you, you still have your leader behind you when you're sitting on the bench, I, I, that means something it has to. Yep. So um, kudos to the team for that. I just thought it was, was a very evenly matched. I mean, the Americans, we talked about this with the penguins. I think they're right there talent wise with the Thunderbirds. Yeah. Um, it, they're out of division, but it was a, it was a great team win. Um, I a tip of the hat too to because I'm I'm just so nerdy about this stuff. Uh Brian Smith, who again, we you know, last week we talked about Rochester, don't know much about him. Ryan says they like to play fast, they like to play up tempo, they like to score in bunches, but they also w- will sacrifice some defense for their offense. And mm. you know, the the three goals Springfield scored were because they jumped on chances that um Rochester sort of went all in into the zone and didn't have the help back that they needed. And, you know, um, it's almost like Ryan was sitting there in the coaches, you know, and while, while they're studying film, you know what I mean? It was, um, it was kind of everything that you were looking for from a perspective of what you're going to see and how to play against it. Um, Subban, you're like you said, I don't think was to blame, but I thought that, um, fantastic in the third period, fantastic in overtime, uh, the shootout. I mean, that was a great game of hockey to watch. And, and, uh, you know, one thing to the, to the coach, but Matt Pekka, Will Bitten, you know, these leaders in this locker room, you know, whether it's Kessel, you know, Callie Rosen Walker, I mean, they're just so loaded with guys that get it. Mm-hmm. And the importance of the get it guys is so important at this league. And, and it was very much, uh, very much relevant. And Oh, by the way, again, only three penalties in this entire game. So, yeah. you know, another relatively clean game, both of them were in Walker. I almost always give Nathan Walker a pass for everything he does wrong. Just because he's <laughs> Nathan Walker. It's probably not fair, but um, I, no, I was just, he's kind of earned it. Right. I think so. I think so. Yeah. But that, that was uh it was a great game against what I still believe is the most beautiful jersey in all of sports. Those blue Rochester Americans with the crest, the front, the white trim. Oh, I could watch that team. I, I want one of those jerseys, but I can't ever wear it in Springfield. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fair. They're Fair. just beautiful. They've been beautiful for 20 years. So, um, yeah, big, well, big just, win. No, go ahead. It was. Well, and just to add to your point, you were mentioning it, and, and I do remember Ryan saying this in the broadcast. You look at goals for and goals against. We've talked about this before, too, when it comes to the Thunderbirds. You had the Americans sitting at 78 goals for. This is currently, as of right now, Monday night. Um, 74, I'm sorry, 78 goals for 
92 goals against, but they're still sitting there, 12 wins, um, 27 points. Now you look at the Thunderbirds, who 30 points, uh, 14 wins, 78 goals for, same amount, but 65 goals against. It's um, huge. You know, so yeah, absolutely, you know, they're plus 13 in that. And and to me, they're they're losing close games. Um, and we know hockey, those close losses can very easy, easily be close wins. Um, so. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But you got to be competent in both ends. I mean, you have to be. Yeah. I mean, you know. It, Especially, uh, you know, you, there's so many regular season games to be played. And I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But, I mean, I don't know. This weekend kind of just got me excited about the future of this particular roster. And it's, you know, you are at some point going to be facing a playoff series. And, and winning a series is a lot different than just winning one game. You can Absolutely. go out there and you can take those chances. Um, you know, and we're not an American's podcast, so we don't have to really talk too much about that. But that style of hockey is not conducive to winning a five-game, seven-game series in the playoffs. It's, you know, over time, you're going to – teams scout you a little bit closer. They get to know your tendencies, and, and you know, you're going to lose those games. Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. A, a massive – I thought that was the biggest game of the weekend for them. Again, just based on everything else outside sure. that was going on and the fact that they were able to pull it out. Fire alarms. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm all my years. I, I, I'm like, I leave one game. One, I miss <laughs> one game and all hell breaks loose. Like, what is yeah. going on to the Thunderdome tonight? Um, but, um, oh, no, you Thunderbirds. I, I had more people sending me direct messages about the fire alarm, the PA announcer, the coach getting hit with the puck. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, quite, quite an experience game. there Wednesday even, night. Even Ryan, by the end of the broadcast was like, can we just get out of here? <laughs> like, can we just scrap this whole day? Um, but, uh, Hey, walked away with two points. I guess that's all that matters in the that, end of that one. That is all that matters. Um, Saturday's game. I actually missed and AHL TV was not letting me watch this on demand. What? Um, yeah. Every time I, I, I even tried it this morning, my school had a two hour delay because of uh, the rain and wind. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, let me uh, throw on the Thunderbirds game and and rewatch it. Um, And it's still, for some reason, this game on demand was not letting, uh, the playback was not not working on it. So um, all I can go from is is the notifications. And I'll just say this, and my biggest takeaway from another 4-2 win against the Phantoms, a team we've seen a lot this year, um, my big takeaway was Verana on the second line getting a point right away, assisting on Gaudet's goal. Um, and so, you know, going back to what you were saying, having other veteran leadership that can know exactly what, not maybe exactly, but maybe know what Verana's going through, maybe a little bit of what he's feeling seeing these leadership guys like a Callie Rosen and a Scott Walker be successful and buy in to Springfield paying dividends right away, him playing on the second line with Bull Duke and Suzuki. Um, you know, I'll save what I have to say for about the Sunday game, but I just thought again, just from, you know, getting a feel for the game through the notifications, um, seeing him jump on the the um, box score right away was big for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, Gaudette's another guy who, let's be honest, he, you know, when he was in Ottawa, he was up and down, up and down, up and down. He got to Toronto, he was up and down, up and down. So understanding what it's like to be in the AHL on a Thursday and be in the NHL on a Friday and being back in the AHL on a Sunday, like he he kind of gets that that yep that whole process too. And and again, this is twice two games in a row. Thunderbirds uh, bad penalty by Leo Loof. Two and a half minutes in, they give up a power play goal three and a half minutes in, and you're uh, for the second game in a row in an early hole. And that didn't stop them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Godet five minutes later scores. Abramov uh, gets one of the second. And it's almost like, I mean, let's, let's call it what it is. I think both of these games, the Thunderbirds came out with less energy than their opponent. Mm-hmm. And you know maybe that's good on Lehigh Valley and Rochester, but maybe the Thunderbirds, you know, there's no doubt they looked sluggish coming out of uh, starting both of these games. So can that be improved? Absolutely. But the fact that they were able to look at resilience in the face and overcome it, to me, says so much about the squad and the team and and what they got going on. And and yeah, I mean Mikhail Abramov to me again, this is a guy we've talked about on the the podcast a lot i i he might be a little streaky too but he was excellent i mean all weekend i thought he was excellent three points this weekend right and, and we're including that wednesday game in on the weekend yeah. Oh, yeah. right so three points this weekend um you know one goal and two assists and and even sunday's game i thought he played pretty good that but all over and all over the place it's tough yeah, that, yeah, nine yeah. and i see something happen and i assume it's godette because he's eight and I'm like, uh, or I think it, and God, that's not eight anymore, but I, you know, I think it's somebody else. And then I look and I'm like, oh, that's Abramov. Like, yeah, nice play, kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, uh, I thought, he, I thought he was great. And I think that him playing with the guys that he's playing with is going to go a long way. Um, I, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was great, a great weekend. Uh, at least these first two games, I thought that Lehigh Valley, Again, the wear them down and you wear them down, you will beat them. You know, yeah. you just got to You got to keep on it. You got to keep at them, keep coming into the zone, keep applying pressure. Uh, Keen Washtruck with a nice fight against Brendan Furry, which is one of my favorite names in the league, <laughs> along with Angus Crookshank. Those are my two yes, favorite yeah, names in the yeah, league. Yeah. Um, Zarenko, no, I, 34 saves. AHL's number third, uh, number three star of the night. Uh, he, uh, it's a broken road. Like we're saying the same thing, but I mean, he just Zarenko's other than those two little hiccups, he's been phenomenal this year. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I, I wonder too. I mean, we've talked about the, the rotation. Um, I, I don't know quietly because he's not playing that many games, but Zarenko has to be in, in all-star conversations. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see why not. He's playing 50% of the games, so I know there's there's that. But, but can you put Zarenko in without putting Subban in? You I mean, like that's what part of the problem with splitting 50-50. Both guys are playing well. It's like can't have one without the other, you know. I don't know. It's I cuz I get what you're saying, but Subban I is playing just as as well. Like how do you put one in and not the other? I I guess yeah, I mean they they so Subban, 2.38 goals against Zarenko's 2.58. Zarenko's safe percentage is 926. Subban's is 915. Um, 
So interesting. They're like they're like facsimiles of each other. They are, you know, and and the, the it's, I don't way. know, the, it, yeah, and and you've got Zarenko in his second year, and Subban, you know, I I don't know how many years he's been around, but he's he's a vet, you know, he's been around. He's and I don't mean this in a negative way or any disrespect, but an old guy of the league, um, you know, especially the younger AHL that it is now. But they're they're dominant goaltending until you run up to Hershey and then. <laughs> I know. Well, we'll get into Hershey, but these guys. Yeah, I do want to give Subban credit, and I don't know if I've done this yet in the podcast, but he is—he has fully embraced the city since he mm-hmm. got here, and they do teddy bear tosses, and when they show Thunderbirds players deliver, uh, you know, deliver bears to local place, and there's Malcolm Subban at the front and center of it, and when I see guys walking around. Springfield or when I walk into a game and there's a one, one player signing autographs, it's always Malcolm Subban. I just, I give that guy so much credit for, I mean, this is what now is fourth, fifth team at least. And yet here he is fully involved and fully engaged in the team, in the community, in what we have going on. And I, I credit that player because I can imagine when you're those, I don't want to even want to say journeyman goldies, but when you've been around, you know, you talk to Mike McKenna, uh, former Springfield Falcon who's retired, he'll tell you like he's been on so many teams. He'll look up and be like, I don't even know what city I'm on. What, you know, he's, he's playing for the Dallas stars wearing Ottawa senators pads. Like he has no idea what, <laughs> like what, where he is at any time, you know, but I, I just want to give a quick shout out to him for embracing it. You know, he, he's embraced yeah. this place and I hope he sticks around. You know, I'd like to keep him here for a couple of years, three, four years. I'm with you. He's, he's my kids love, love watching him play and and his positioning is so good. I mean, we've talked about it. He, he gives up some rebounds, um, but his positioning on that initial shot and, and it, and it showed actually in the, in the shootout. Um, Oh, he was excellent. There was no, there was no daylight there. There was not, when you don't have to worry about a rebound, you just have to make a, make a save. Uh, I have a lot of confidence in Malcolm Subban yep. to make to be able to make that save. He, he great positioning, um, great ability to track the puck. It's just eating up those rebounds a little bit. And a good leader for Zarenko. Yeah, you know, a good inspirational a player for Zarenko. So um, we are going to talk as well about the the uh, game at Hershey and preview what we have coming up this weekend. I, this is, I think, my favorite weekend of the year, uh, right before Christmas, where it's just everybody's kind of as my kids would say, cuckoo banana pants, because there's so much <laughs> going on and there's people in town and people are on vacation and, and yet everybody seems to have a great time at the Thunderdome. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, but I want to mention the SRG podcast proudly sponsored by white lion brewing and their new location in Amherst on North pleasant street. Of course, right in downtown Springfield at tower square at 1500 main street, the place to go prior to Springfield Thunderbirds games parking in downtown Springfield is a little wild these days. Make sure you park in the tower square garage, Swing into White Lion, show them your Thunderbirds ticket, and they'll validate your parking for you. In fact, they have little cards right at the, uh, like right on the bar, and I think there's a QR code, and I think you yep. just scan the thing, and uh, and they, they sort of make sure that's all taken care of for you. While you're there, grab some Boober nachos, Seuss mac and cheese, some Hall of Fame wings. Some of those massive chicken tenders, those things were amazing when I was there. Along with uh, any of their 20-plus beers they have, don't forget you can find your favorite White Lion beers in your local liquor store cooler. White Lion Brewing, now in Amherst in downtown Springfield, the proud local sponsor of the SRG podcast. 
and make sure that when you go, you tell Ray Barry and all the wonderful people over there that the guys at SRG sent you. Absolutely. Always a good time at uh, White Lion. So um, this Hershey game, as we mentioned, to me was the, the most playoff feelish mm-hmm. game so far this season. And, and again, it's the first time we've played Hershey and you play Hartford so much. You play Providence so much. You play Bridgeport so much. It's like, you know, they know each other, right? We know as fans what we're getting. They know as players what they're getting. But yet that first game against a team like Hershey, it didn't even feel like there was a feeling out process. It just felt like both teams full throttle right at each other, you know, head to head. And it was a pleasure to watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Great game. And 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 one thing I noticed, you know, when you talk about sort of that playoff feel, and I think I, I don't remember if I mentioned this to you, but the roster, the lines that um, the Thunderbirds put out there had a bit, in, in my opinion, sort of like a playoff game one feel to it where, you know, I, I again, I don't mean this in a negative, disrespectful way, but you maybe, um, you know, at the expense of maybe a little bit of offense with like a Jamison Reese out there, he gets the night off and now you have Sam Bitten in there. I thought it was a very – you have um, Keen Washkrak, Sam Bitten, and Skinner all playing, and I think this was the first time all three of those guys were in the lineup together. Um, and in my opinion, and Osmanski too, but those are like your your very physical, not afraid big to throw guys. down kind of guys, the big guys, right? And in my opinion, that's sort of like, you know, uh, you're, you're feeling out – game one of a playoff of a big playoff series. This is going to kind of set the tone for, for the rest of the rest of the few weeks of the series. That was kind of my feel on it. And I like it. I thought it went really well. Um, you know, just so it ended up one, nothing loss. Um, so there's not a lot of goal scoring to talk about, but just the, the play, I thought we, we talked about this last week, the top line would have to, you know, almost go point for point with Hershey that didn't work out, but I thought the second line, Bull Duke, Suzuki and Verana, I actually, they were probably, they were all over the place. Um, Bull Duke had a few shots um, right in the slot there. I thought Suzuki, great hustle. He, he brings the puck down with a lot of speed. Yeah. He's he fun comes, to watch. Yeah. He's really fast and, and good with the puck there. And I thought Verana played well, um, you know, I think getting those points early on Saturday kind of helped him get in the groove a little bit. But, you know, I thought he played well. He did not at all play like a guy that isn't into it, I thought. Agreed. So that, that's a, a positive sign. I mean, that was – neither one of us could probably pick him out of a lineup. I don't know the guy, but that was my biggest concern in last week's episode. How does this – potentially negative attitude. How does this potentially interfere with this locker room? Is he, is his head going to be right? Does he want to be here? What? And, and there were no signs of that at all. So in my opinion, this is someone for, you know, in, in Vrana, as long as he's here in Springfield, it's only up from here, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so that was, he was all over the place. Um, you know, Sam Bitten. I mean, I was just gonna say the the only thing that that I'll say is there was a couple of things that were like NHL moves at the AHL level. Like he did a couple of these, like drive to the front of the net and then leave a backhand pass. You know, this like 
backhand no look pass and there's nobody there and i'm like whoa buddy like <laughs> like slow down man this is the ahl man like there's no you know they're not used to this yeah. style i guess you know what i'm saying um but you know for a game personally when when shots in a game are 40 to 38 or they're 38 to 35 that means that there's no defense mm-hmm. and for this game to have shots i believe there were 19 to 18 18 to 19 yes and people will say well that's a boring game well no that's just a game where each team is is in their lane and they're 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 not allowing the other team the opportunities to do what they need to do and they're blocking shots and and that's what you want like that to me that that's huge that they recognize i think both teams recognize this is a potential playoff matchup and we only see each other four times yep. in the regular season so these four games are in my, I hope, because it was great Sunday. Yeah. Are, are going to be played. You're going to see black, uh, blocked shots. You're going to see guys, you know, giving up the body here in December, January when these teams play each other. Um, and that to my, that's great hockey. Yeah. You know? so. Agreed. And, and Verana had two shots. Suzuki had two shots. Bullduke had two shots. And when you only have 19, that's pretty much a third of your team's shots mm-hmm. coming from that one line. So, you know, it wasn't a lot, right? It wasn't a big sample size, but like you mentioned, that second line, those three guys were some of the best forwards on the ice. Yeah, and I thought the the defense. I mean, Leo Luf got his first night night off. We were talking about this a little bit last night yeah. in our kind of text going back and forth. Um, you know, so he gets the night off. Uh, he's been sound. He's been great. Um, but I, again, you're only giving up 19 shots to a very good. Hershey team, Rosen Kessel, they've been solid all year. Um, you know, Kessel's Coughlin, been great. Kessel's been great yeah. the last month and a half. He really has. He made, I think he made one sort of, and it didn't lead to a goal, but he kind of misplayed one puck um, in their offensive zone that led to a three, a three on one, kind of three on two uh, break for Hershey, but it ended up getting broken up. But other than that, Kessel was, was in my opinion, positioned well he's not taking bad penalties he's not turning the ball over i think you know we talked about this at the very beginning of the season i remember it um and and you brought it up how will rosen impact kessel you know if if you're not thought of you've got to be everything and everything for this team defensively you know you have other guys there that can take the load off a little bit and you'll still play top defensive pairing minutes but when you're there, just play. Right. And, and, and I don't know, I, I've, I've seen a, a different Matt Kessel this year. He's been great. Yeah. been great. Agreed. I'd be happy to go to MGM with him now, you know? <laughs> um, and I, you were going to mention Sam Bitten, who it was good to have in the lineup. I love the fact that he went after Dylan McElrath. Yep. Um, and McElrath, I think is, respectful enough to take any challenge especially from younger players the only issue i had with that is it was kind of at the end of a long shift for sam and you know when you he made at least four or five trips up and down the ice and then you got to fight not just anybody but that behemoth and mm-hmm. um in dylan mcarath I, I i wish that he had maybe let that go i mean that would have been a perfect i mean you get th- you get through two periods and there's no goals you're able to do that a period and a half in or towards the end of the second period, the beginning of the third period. That's sort of when it has its biggest effect. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. 
And especially when you're not at the end of a shift, because I think that he just watching him spin with McArath, I'm like, oh, this guy's wiped. Like, and yeah, I, you know, yeah. not, you know, not picking on him or anything. That's just that's the nature of the business when you're when yeah. you're flying around and you get to the end of a shift and now you got to freaking wrestle an alligator. Practically, it's yeah. not easy. So yeah, but well, I, was, I, I get it. And even I'll... getting the lineup and, and knock knock around a little bit. Yeah, no, in all fair points, I'll bring this up, though, and I don't have the answer to it, but just a thought that pops into my head. You know, I think this was this their 10th straight loss in Hershey or something like that. Oh, I don't know. Um, it could be. It, it, it was I mean, something like that. Like it's, it's been a long time since they've won in Hershey. And, and you know, maybe this was, <laughs> you know, we will be bullied no more. And, yeah. you know, so all fair points and and. I, I agree with you where it, it, you can tell he was a little gassed and definitely gassed. I mean, you know, that's, that's a big boy you're going up against in, in Dylan McElrath. But, um, you know, if you wait to the third period, maybe it's not one, nothing. Maybe that it's was true. just like, this is, Hey, where you will not bully us anymore. I don't care where we are. We're here. We're going toe to toe. And the first chance I got, I'm going, you know, I think that's just Sam's attitude. So, um, it, it, tough fight, tough fight. Pro- I think probably the first one he hasn't gotten the better of this year. Yeah. Um, nobody but, does against McArath and that guy's yeah, a monster. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, the other thing with having him in the lineup, especially on the same line, I thought that will has this edge when Sam's mm-hmm. in the lineup. Sure. And you know, the, the first couple of years, will was here. It was like once, twice a game, will ends up on the goaltender. <laughs> in the crease nets knocked off and there's wills you know flattened out on top of the goalie like uh, that aggressiveness i think is what makes will uh the player that he is and i know he hasn't had the same scoring touch this year that he normally does but i felt that like that that edginess that aggression that makes him the player he is comes out more when sam's in the lineup sure sure yeah, which makes sense after talking to him because they're such good buddies. Yes, yeah. and you know? and I I'll, and I'll say this after the fight, you kind of you, Will is the first one there, you know, give him a little stack tap and stick tap and kind of let's go, you know. Um, and another thing too, I mean, let's not forget, and this is no disrespect to to Sam, but Sam bitten in a penalty vo- in a penalty box versus Dylan McElrath in a penalty box. I'll take the I'll take that edge as a Springfield Thunderbirds early in the game, right? And and you know obviously Springfield wasn't able able to capitalize on that, but you know all those things are probably taken into account, and you know hopefully Friday night in the Thunderdome it's a different outcome. Yeah, nope, totally. So so I'm I'm glad to see it again. I'm glad to see it again coming yeah. up here, and I'm glad to see it on home ice, um, which I guess we might as well get into sort of the upcoming yep. schedule and. Um, you know, a couple games here right before Christmas, which, which, uh, I I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, and, and like you said, home for, you put in here in the notes, home for seven straight, seven that's, straight. That's crazy. I didn't, yeah, I didn't they, do yeah, the math, have, but I, I better I, buckle I, up, get this COVID out of my system. Cause yeah. I'm busy. I, I'd heard that. And I, I, I went through the, the AHL app doing the notes for the show and, and sure enough, I counted seven straight. So they open up their Deuces Wild Friday uh, against Hershey for their first of seven home games. Um, Deuces Wild uh, was it the first through the first period? I think you got hot dogs, Coors Light, and uh, popcorn. Popcorn, two dollars. So Deuces Wild, 
brought to you by MGM. Did, did uh, you know, then, Matt, that they call hot dogs glizzies? By they, I mean this younger generation. Hot dogs are called glizzies. I did know that. I, I don't. I that. I choose not to use that term. No, they're uh, hot dogs. Yeah, they're hot dogs. I, I, there's a lot I don't. This. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting. I don't old, want to man. alienate any any <laughs> listeners, but. <laughs> no, yes, two dollar glizzies. <laughs> um, Whatever the hell that. Means. Look, there there isn't much in my opinion um, to kind of break down or get into for this the the Friday night game, um, just given the fact that. We, we just played Hershey. I would expect, though, um, you know, we saw Hunter Shepard um, Sunday. I am guessing Clay Stevenson uh, will be the goalie. I, that's my guess on Friday. That's not something I'm excited for. Again, as when good. we were previewing this game, I, I thought Clay Stevenson would play. Um, he's got four shutouts on the year, a 9-3-4. Save percentage, you know, like I said, the 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 Hershey Bears magic number is literally one. <laughs> they score a goal, they're winning that game. Um, so it's going to be a tough one. But again, I, I my same talking points. I, I think the top line has to match Hershey Hershey's top line. Um, you know, I I think you get a puck that just dribbles by Subban. I. Uh, I, I like the chances in another 20 to 20 shots on goal game Friday night. It's our turn. We get, we get a lucky break. Cause that's really, that's what it was. I think everyone, it's, it was an unlucky break for us. Um, Subban tracked it. He just, it kind of just rolled right o- under his shoulder. You know, I, I will just say real quick and you know, I love you guys, but Thunderbirds fans, these are the games where we need you people. All right. I want yeah. you yelling ref. You suck at Casey Terreri when he makes <laughs> Yeah, He'll be there. Yeah. But yeah. you know, when you get a game that's zero, zero into the second period, it turns into a library in the mass mutual center. I do not want a library. The more it's nothing, nothing, the louder I need you to be. I want, let's go T-birds. I want cowbells. I yeah. want, I want to, I want to hear you guys. It's, it's two weeks. It's uh, two days before Christmas. You guys got nothing better to do. I want you loud and on it. And I want to feel you guys energy in there because you know, those guys on the ice feel it. And if, yeah, if you're making it seem like the morgue, then they play like the morgue. If you make and it, we, feel we're like- actually, I'm 100. My family will actually be at this one because we don't have uh basketball because it's, it, you know, this is our kind of holiday break from basketball. So we'll be there. So we'll be loud. We'll, I think we're in uh we move around. I think we'll be in, in section 18 Friday night. Um, so we're, we're looking to make some noise and, and you're 100% right, Steve, this is a game. Every, every player we've talked to, they talk about the feel in the Thunderdome pregame. You know, you got the kids banging on the glass during warmups that gets them pumped up. I think we need to, to, to bring the noise, you know, yep. we, we've got to, we've got to bring it and, and show the guys that we're behind them. And, uh, you know, we know they appreciate it and, and it makes for a funner environment. Yep. And then uh, hopefully after all this, these difficult games against all these Pennsylvania teams, we can wrap it up on Saturday uh, with a game against Bridgeport, who I think we all can agree kind of sucks. And then um, it, it's home. also, I believe it's the pause for and pucks game. P- too. Pucks and pause night. Yeah. That pucks is. and pause. Yeah. yeah. So um, tell your dog to be loud. <laughs> How does that, is this their first one that they're doing, Steve? Do you no, know? They've done a bunch. So basically like, I think they have it where you have to register your dog, but like they put you in a, 
not like in a certain segment, but they, they like separate them. So like the person, if you bring your dog, the person next to you doesn't bring their dog. So gotcha. it's like, you know, ruff, 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 all, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. barking at each other. So they kind of separate the dogs, which is good. Um, and then the, the dogs all get to take a lap on the ice. I think second intermission. Yeah. But, um, you know, pardon my ignorance. I'm just down there. I never get to bring my dog. I just, I've never um, been to a dog. These are quite, I was, I was talking to the kids about this game and they're like, well, what do you do? Like, does everybody have to bring, you know, your, your doggy bags? And I'm like, I would think so. Yeah, I, hope I so. hope so. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, you clean up. They let you out dog. to go take a leak in intermission and then bring them back in. Yeah. I but I, I do know this. You do have, you do have to register the dog ahead of time. And I think, yes. I believe it's $5 for a dog ticket. Like you do have to, again, registering your dog. Yeah. Um, your dog technically gets a seat um, and uh, it's, it's $5, but that, that'll be pretty interesting. I'm actually kind of looking forward to watching that game on AHL TV from a distance. Yep. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, there'll be a lot it, of, it's for, and, and again, regardless of what happens Friday, I think this is a good thing. Uh, Cause you're right. It's lesser competition in Bridgeport. So you got two, two games against Hershey. You know, I, I, Tread carefully. This could be one of those trap games. We know we're better than Bridgeport, but don't get sucked into that trap because Bridgeport is always good. They, they beat you twice early in the year, so don't get sucked into that trap. Um, but regardless of what happens Friday, you know, you either look to turn things around against Bridgeport heading into the new year or you you keep it rolling at home. Yep. So agreed. And I do want to give just a quick shout out. I will actually have 19 family members in the building on Friday night. Nice. Um, my cousin, who is an army ranger, just got back from Poland. He, he spent eight months in Poland uh, defending the border. Wow. Um, he'll be here. And then actually on Saturday during the day, he's going to get married. Oh, so, congratulations um, to him. That's yeah, awesome. So Friday night's the Thunderbirds for my family. And then Saturday night's the wedding. And then he goes into training to be in the 75th regiment to, for anybody who knows anything about the army, that is like the most badass of the badass. I mean, this kid is, you know, when they're, they need somebody to take down somebody. I, I don't even want to talk about it. I feel like I'm yeah, breaking yeah. some kind of, code. you know, code. <laughs> yeah. Right. But this kid is, uh, I'm so proud of him and, and uh, I'm not going to use his name because I don't want the government knocking on my door. That's will you how, be at um, the game Saturday? I will. I will. So okay. I, I'm going to go They'll have the reception in the morning and then okay. there'll be some later activities, which I will, I'll miss due to the game, which he's fine with. We're all fine with, but um, I wanted to get him as the military hometown salute and they had one already taken for that game. And that's totally fine. And, but um, just know that my cousin is, is the freaking man. And uh, I'm really glad that he's going to be there and I'll have 19 family members in the building. So if you hear something going, yay, Steve, great announcement. That's my aunt. That, that's you. Yeah, <laughs> that's that'll be my aunt, but um, uh, so I'm excited for that one too. And Merry Christmas, everybody! Yeah, have a Merry Christmas. And and actually, yeah, we'll have to talk about this, Steve. What we're gonna do next Monday, usually our recording night is uh Christmas, so um, oh, we'll we'll figure it out. You know me, I stay can stay tuned, fans. Stay tuned, we'll yeah. we'll we'll announce it on our social media, um, on Facebook, Instagram, and and X or whatever it is what uh you know when we're releasing that next episode so stay tuned for that but uh as always let's go t-birds